This is Masks Off. I am Tia Fagan. And I'm Kim Gross. Who are you behind the masks you wear? We are here to have real conversations about how to live a more empowered and authentic life. So join us, remove your masks, live your life. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Masks Off. I'm Kim. And I'm Tia. And fasten your seatbelts because today we're going to talk about a very good topic. Talk about, we're going to talk about sabotage, self-sabotage. And boy, do I know this one really, really well. So as always, we start with a quote and I'll start with it. Each of us has an inner thermostat setting that determines how much love, success, and creativity we allow ourselves to enjoy. When we exceed our inner thermostat setting, we will often do something to sabotage ourselves, causing us to drop back into the old familiar zone where we feel secure. And that's by Gay Hendricks. And that just blows my mind because why in God's name would we? Right. When when we are experiencing love and success and creativity and we're in a joyful place, why would we want to forego that or give that up or sabotage that because that's what we're talking about to go back to something that is old and familiar, which that does interest me a little bit and confuse me at the same time, because when we're kids, when we're little and we come into the world and we're, you know, when we're toddlers and babies, we're in this pure state Right. Of love and joy. It's that's what that's what we know. That's what we know. So that should be what is familiar. Well, okay. Right. (laughs) I'm gonna challenge that one. (laughs) So I recently saw a documentary, uh, I think it was called In Utero. Okay. Uh you can probably Google it and find it. I think they have access to it every now and then. I don't know how it works, but for whatever reason, I was able to access it. And it talks about how our experience in utero actually really affects our life moving forward. Mm. Because there can be a lot of stress in utero, there can be a lot of challenges. So it's not always as blissful as we like to think it was. Yeah. Because if our mother is feeling stressed, we feel stressed in utero. So then if, if that is the case, then even once we're born as infants and toddlers, are, are we still in that state then? Or we can still be. saying we can yeah, be, we can be, they're actually seeing more research and showing that we can have a more sensitive nervous system. So they're looking, the film is basically, so Gabor Mate was in it, which is how it mm. ended up in along with many other people, but how that start to, you know, 
getting those that cortisol hit all those stress hormones in utero can influence how we develop in our own nervous system and the potential trauma. So they're talking trauma and how it shows up in our life, you know, so we've thought about trauma with infants more so, but it actually can go back even further than that. And then when you think about it, it goes back even further because if your grandmothers, you know, went through the depression and had food shortages that has been shown epigenetic wise, it shows up in their grandchildren. So it's even more complicated. <laughs> it really does sound like it is. So that inner thermostat, as the quote says, as Gay mm-hmm. Hendricks calls it, the inner thermostat, even from infancy, can be at a set point of what? Of like stress. 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 Well, we'll think of um, children who are born to mothers who are drug addicted. Mm. They don't have that peaceful love state the minute they're born. So, and it's hard to know because infants and toddlers can't really communicate exactly what's going on. So how, so what about when you see babies and you see these infants that are just, well, number one, totally in the moment, right? Right, right. They're just in the moment. Yep. So that's a higher state right there. And then for the most part, it seems like unless they are hungry, unless they're tired or need a diaper change or something like that, for the most part, don't they appear to be in a state of joy? Like I'm trying to think back to my own kids when they were that age. Right. And then there's all these wisdom teachers including Marissa Peer, because she totally teaches us that when we are working with clients, you know, that you say back to, you know, your natural normal state of you came into this world pure and and whole and everything. So is all that then debunked? I I mean, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, you know, I'll just think like for my daughter. So, you know, twin birth, yeah. Induced 34 weeks. So six weeks early induced because one uh, was not growing anymore in that last week. So that's stress, right? Because yeah. She literally didn't gain an ounce in a week where her sister gained 10 ounces. Mm. And so it was induced in a delivery room because they didn't know what was going to happen. Didn't do it in the little home birthing or not the birthing suite. Right. So they put me in the OR just in case. Yep. Had my set of doctors, each of my daughters had their own set of doctors and nurses and everything. So it was packed Mm. born whisked away to the doctors and the nurses poked and prodded and made sure and you know, blah, blah, blah. They didn't have the peaceful. Here's your baby. (laughs) I didn't even hold yeah. either one of them after they were born. They Me were either. taken to the NICU, didn't hold them for 24 hours. Yeah. They brought one down to my room and then the other one was still in the isolate. So she didn't, I didn't even see her for 24 hours at all. Yeah. So how is that a blissful way to come into the world? That's true. They're in a bright light lit room. I know NICUs are different now, you know, with yeah. tons of noise, tons of sounds, lots of stressed out people. 
and stressed out babies and parents who are coming to visit, you know, it's just, I'm looking back at that as a different experience. So is it blissful for every baby? We, like you said, they can't talk. We don't know. We can only make perceptions. So for some is their nervous system at a heightened state and more sympathetic than as parasympathetic, but that's what we see. And that's all we know. Cause that's all they've experienced. Okay. So then let's just say for argument's sake that that does have an impact. How does that, um, you know, affecting their nervous system, how does that then correlate or relate to this inner thermostat later in life or this inner saboteur? Like how, let's say, for example, hypothetically speaking, that that was my experience as a baby being born. Like it was stressful. I, you know, clearly I do know Mm -hmm. that my mom, when she was pregnant with me, was very stressed because as I shared many times before, she was raising my cousins, her sister who died in a fire. And then, you know, she was raising her sister's children. Um, So at the time that I was born, they were nine, 10 and 11. And it was just very stressful for my mother. You know, there was a lot of stress. So let's just say that. And then I, then the actual delivery was stressful as well. How does that, if that affected my nervous system, plus generational stuff is what you're saying from my grandparents and so on. So let's say I have all that going on. How does that correlate to my inner saboteur that says over and over again, and I shared the example with you, that in the evenings, as I write in my journal or write down on my list, that I'm going to do some yoga, I'm going to stretch, I'm going to journal, I'm going to read some books, I'm not going to sit in front of the TV for two or three hours every night. And each night comes along... (laughs) (laughs) every night comes along and guess where I am I'm in front of the freaking tv so how does does that stress from when I was a little baby correlate to me not doing what I know is good for me or for anyone out there who says I'm going to start an exercise program I'm going to start to eat healthier I'm going to start this project. I'm going to organize my house. I'm going to declutter whatever we're saying or you're saying, why don't, how does that correlate? Yeah. That they don't, we don't do it to that stress as a baby. Yeah. Well, first of all, I have no idea if it's related. (laughs) I'm just, just sharing. Please tell me this. information. You know, and I think I, and I don't know if we ever can just pinpoint one thing either I think we want to like our brains want to put everything in a box and make it all make sense yeah and the reality is some kid could have a very stressful birth experience and be just fine I mean we're all individuals and how we integrate that and move forward we don't know it's not like you can ask an infant right I know um and then whatever the mom has experienced too. Are they transferring their own stress on them? I mean, it gets so muddy and complicated. And obviously I'm not an expert in this area. I'm just learning. Yeah. So I can't really answer that fully, but I feel like when you're talking about the now for 
the saboteur in the now. I think it there's often different flavors and layers of like, well, why am I not? Have I not been taking care of myself a little more consistently over the last several days throughout the day instead of trying to think you can jam pack everything all in at night? And then it's a yeah. check, right? Like I'm going to do X, Y, Z. Oh, I didn't do X. Oh, I failed there. And I say fail in quotes, right? You don't. Really right. And then, oh, I didn't do that. So, well, why even bother trying the other ones? Because I already screwed up. So might as well just enjoy another episode. And so we're really smart at rationalizing things because mm. we can make it fit however we want. And we're going to, it's easier to make it fit for the easier thing to do, even if it's not what our higher self knows we, here we go again, quote, it should do. Yeah. So what about rather than thinking you have to do all those things at night? What about like, what, what do I need right now? We talk about that. Like, what do I need right now? Well, maybe I do need to veg out. Maybe that's what I need to just veg out and watch some TV or, you know what, maybe what I would like to do is actually go stretch. And then I'm going to see if I want to do anything else. Cause I think so many times we have this big, huge vision and then it becomes overwhelming yeah. Or we miss one step and now it's like throwing the towel. So what you're speaking comfort zone of snuggling with a blanket. Watching. Yeah. And what you're speaking to is a little bit, I think, this all or not all or nothing kind of thinking, which is the perfection mask. And that's Ooh. what we said earlier is that, you know, one of the ways that when we're self-sabotaging, one of the things that shows up is is when that perfection mask is is ignited. And so right. that is it. You know, if I especially um, with working out with exercise or eating healthy, right? Well, let's just take exercise, for example, Okay. especially the beginning of the new of the new year in January, how many people start out with the intention that I'm going to exercise and they go, you know, full force ahead. And then after maybe a week or two weeks, I mean, I used to even see sometimes at the gym, I used to go to like a couple of days, you know, after a couple of days of working out, people stopped coming. Right. Right. You know, totally. So, so it's that all or not, if I don't do it perfectly or do it all, then why do it at all? Right. So there's that piece. The other thing cool. that came to my mind when you were talking is that, so you were saying, well, you know, to check in and see what you need, you know, do I need to veg out? Do I not? And I'm thinking, well, I don't need to because I'm doing it night after night, which is a habit. So, and it's the same mm-hmm. thing with eating unhealthy or um, I'm trying to think of other unhealthy things that are familiar, but that's how a habit is formed, right? right? Is that you just do the thing that is more familiar, even though it's not for our highest good and you do it over, you create a habit out of it. Now it becomes more difficult to break the habit Right. And so then that keeps playing mm-hmm. into the self-sabotage. Right. And then you want to mention how we were talking about the fear of rejection piece, how mm-hmm. that plays in. Yep. Yeah. You know, because then it's the, you know, outside of like the exercise, putting yourself out there for work or going to try to meet new people that you connect with. There's yeah. often the underlying fear of rejection or fear of judgment. And so then rather than be rejected or judged, we don't do anything at all. But the reality is we're always going to get rejected at some point. We're always going to get judged at some point. That's just the human experience. So learning to tolerate that and know 
no, it's still worth it. Cause if I meet that one friend that I didn't even know existed yeah, and I got rejected by four in the process, that's okay. Cause now I found someone who I connect with and is part of, you know, we're in alignment, we can have good conversation, whatever it is, or, you know, putting out our course, right. It's like, okay, yeah. so hundred people see it and 10 people sign up or one person signs up. You know, it's not about who doesn't sign up. It's about who does, <laughs> who is showing up right. for themselves. And um, so I think, you know, there's so many different layers of why we self-sabotage. So it's not like we can just put everything into a box and we each have our own experiences and our own stories and our own background, which influences that. And so like moving forward, like you were saying, the habit, you know, so we have to create a new habit. It takes at least 30 days to create a new habit yeah. and 90 days is better. Yes. Um, so I think it's whether or not we want to commit to ourselves and, and then adding to that, like, don't think we can do it all at once. Let's just do a little piece you know, to help calm our brain, help calm our nervous system, our body, mind, and spirit. So we can embody that next step. Because if we try to do too much, I mean, we're human. We can't do it all. Yeah, right? we can't do it all. Exactly. Even though yeah. culture says us, we can do it all. Right. But yeah, we need to be mindful of that. Mm -hmm. So I'll share mine, but, and if you want to share, what is one way right now currently that your self-saboteur is showing up? Mm. Well, you're going to share yours. So you share yours. Yeah. It's already in your brain. I'm going to. Yeah. Okay. So I'll share mine first and then you can share. Um, so, you know, how I've been doing the wild fit program mm -hmm. then what, well, you know, and so it's been since July and I've been really strong with it. And that's where it's crazy with the quote, right? Because I've had success with it. I'm feeling good with it. I've lost weight. I'm eating differently. I've had the food freedom that I wanted. And then I've been now in Florida for two weeks. And then all of a sudden, I'm like noticing, okay, I'm, I've had more tea because I wasn't having any caffeine. So I've had tea with the sugar sweetener in it. I you know, no, I had, um, some of Angela's leftover Chipotle, like all these little things that were a no for me that is just like, has been slowly creeping in. So I, and, and, and I feel the energy of that habit growing. The one, and I'm like, want. The one that I don't want. Okay. That energy of where I would just sabotage and eat the things that I know are not good for me. Mm -hmm. uh, and while I haven't slid all the way back to where I was, I, I'm not eating cookies, ice cream, candy, and stuff like that. But these little um, permissions that I've allowed myself, mm -hmm. I feel the energy of it growing and becoming more of a habit. So it's clearly the self-saboteur that is, is coming in. And that's why I started to be curious about what, why, like, I know what's good for me. My body feels so much better when I'm putting healthy food in, when I'm eating only when I'm hungry. So it was like, why, why am I doing this? 
And then I guess it's, it's this whole inner thermostat setting, like the quote says, that causes us to drop back into the old familiar zone of where we feel secure. It's, it's amazing much how the pull is so strong for that too. It's so strong. And that's why I was like, I'm so freaking curious about this topic. And it's not just strong. It's how simple and easy it is to just slip back in. Like no time has passed. So easy. It's like, I've been drinking tea. Like I drank tea every day before, you know, and now that doesn't maybe sound like to, you know, the average person, like that's a bad thing, but I do get headaches from the caffeine and I don't want caffeine every single day. And I put, um, although it's one of the better sugar substitutes, I use xyl- xylitol or xylosweet. It still is an additive. And I, you know, my body was super clean, not perfectly clean, but clean. So, and I was feeling, and the re- two things that I wanted, I wanted food freedom and I wanted my body to be healthier and feel better. And I had both of those things. And it just is so quick, like you said. So what about you? What's your current one for right now? trying to think of like a current one i i haven't had or it past doesn't have to be yeah current. i mean like it shows up don't get me wrong i'm not by any means like not having it but i think i have a decent handle on a lot of things but i'd say one that does show up often is work related you know it's mm. the you know i mean we're working on putting together a course which i know it's going to be amazing and we're going to do it but like Prior to that, like the first time I really put myself out there on, and I'm not a big social media person, but um, like, I think the first time I ever did like a shared a video, oh my mm-hmm. goodness, I can't tell you, I was like hypercritical, hated everything, you know, da, 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 da. so I never would post, never would post, never, because I was afraid people were going to judge me or it wasn't under my perfectionist mask. And then one day something flipped and like, just do it, just do it. Mm-hmm. And it was so amazingly liberating. Now, do I still fall into, like, if it's a pre-recorded, not a live, be like, oh, oh, my hair's kind of doing something weird there. The lighting's not so great. So I still do that, but I still post it anyway. You know, like in our mass off community, it's like, here I am. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay, that just happened. Or, oh, I fumbled my words. Or, yep. You know, just got done exercising. I don't care. My hair is all wacky. Um, so that's been really like, so I guess I'm sharing it from a moving through aspect. Not that it doesn't still show up by any sense of the means. Right. But I'm not as likely to sabotage and not follow through anymore. Yeah. You know, a lot of times now, like if I'm just busy, <laughs> Yeah, it's just the reality of I'm just busy and I haven't gotten around to doing it. It's less, and maybe that's just having grown more in that authentic piece in me. Like you either resonate, we resonate together, or we don't. And if you don't resonate with how I show up, meaning someone I don't even know, then we're not supposed to work together. And I'm not as worried about that as I used to. So I guess rather than sharing something that's showing up right now in the moment, sharing. It is possible to move through that, but it, it, and then it all, it's just like a little light bulb. It all comes back to what's going on inside of us. Bottom Mm -hmm. line, you know, can I do this for me 
or am I doing this for another? You know, so the habit, like you were just talking about, what do you want to do for you? Yep. That's what it all comes down to. And we make a commitment to ourselves or not, but that doesn't make it easy. I mean, I was sharing with you before we hit record. If I make a pan of brownies, watch out. <laughs> yep. Sliver, 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 sliver. Gone. Just said, flying no, through. Don't do that. Don't have any more. Don't have any more. And, oh, I'll just have one more sliver. That's yeah. like, I, I. That's a hard one. It's a hard one. And I don't know. Maybe there's a part of me that's like, yeah. I don't make a plant pan of brownies every day or even every week. So maybe. Well, I was just going to say, I was just going to ask you because there's like, from what I know about you and what you've shared, you're here. I'm using the words good. And I know that even using good and bad around food, which shouldn't be doing that, but you seem to um, not struggle with food stuff. Like you eat very healthy and you seem to have a good handle on conscious eating. So, and then it's like, what is it about just like maybe the brownies or what is it about yeah. this? Is it about the brownies? It probably like brownies don't have more of a, um, what's the word I'm trying to think of addictive pull to them. Like they'll say chocolate is it, but I, I don't know. It does that really have more of an addictive pull than ice cream, say for example, but it seems like brownie is more your nemesis. So what is it, you know, that right, right. allows that where you can sabotage on those brownies, but not other things. That's what I think I'm trying to ask. That's a great question. Cause I don't really know. <laughs> you know. I mean, I still, this is so funny for um, at least for maybe just the two of us or anyone who heard it. I think it was in our, when it was during our um, balancing your backpack live and you were driving back. Oh yeah. The warm gooey, warm ooey gooey. gooey. And I was just like, oh, I need something warm ooey gooey chocolatey right now. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I've got answering your question, but I, I, I don't, know. I don't know, you know, but I do like, I'm far from like good as you put it and we're all doing air quotes for those of you listening. Yes. Yeah. I have my moments and I'll, li- I often will completely derail and eat terribly for days at a time and then I'll get back on and off and for whatever reason I can tend to switch it, but I also don't, I kind of do the 80 20 rule for the most part. Yep. You know, it's like, eh, so I'm eating this junky thing. I, yeah. you know, you only have one lifetime. So there's also that part for me that I am of, I don't need to eat clean all the time. Like I don't yeah. put that on myself. And so since I don't put that on myself, it's, yep. doesn't rule it first. You exactly. Know, like, I can yeah. Just, like I bought a thing of little mini gluten because I have to eat gluten-free gluten-free yep. cupcakes from Trader Joe's. And I'm like, I want another one. Oh, I want another yeah. one. And I didn't like get really hard on myself. Cause I think it's also like the brownie thing. I'm like, well, I'm going to eat them all at some point. If I eat them all in two days or I eat them all in a week, what does it matter? The calories and the junk's going in my body either way. One way or another. So, <laughs> so what do you choose? Justify myself. Yeah, eat, it. <laughs> eat it all in two days. Oh my goodness. That's so funny. Yeah. It's, it's really interesting. And I, I think at the end of the day, I don't know if we really have the answers. I think what's really awesome about this particular episode is that you and I are both sharing like how it shows up for us 
in a way that I think a lot of people can relate and identify with what you said about the work stuff and even the brownies. Like I can relate to that for sure. You know, and I'm talking about the food too. I think people that are listening to this episode would just be able to identify and know that, Hey, I'm not out here all by myself struggling with this. What is the answer? I don't I don't know for sure. And I hear you saying you're not hundred percent sure either. There's just many reasons. It's complex. There's many layers to why we self-sabotage and, and, it can and, be different. and we're, and it can be different for each of us and it can be different each at time. different points. Right. Sorry, I interrupted you, but yeah. Exactly. So at the end of the day, though, we are here to support you. So if you are listening and you want more support, you can always reach out to us. You can comment on this video or podcast. You can reach out to us through Facebook, what they can email us. How else can they reach us if they want to get support? Uh, Instagram, you can... Instagram, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're here, we're available. You can look, you know, on Instagram, the link in the bio, there's other ways to get a hold of us and stuff too. But yeah, it's, you know, I think ultimately the sabotaging and all the stuff we're talking about, it just falls back into play with all that we talk about. It's going within, understanding, giving yourself permission and grace to sabotage if you need to for a little bit and then give yourself yeah. permission and grace to step back in you know because it can sometimes be two forward two steps forward one step back but if you're tapping within and getting curious like you talked about that's where the movement happens in the reset and and the, and the tapping in and the support I just want to say like that we're recording this now but this episode will be coming out a little later so it's hard to say whether our class will have officially launched when this is airing whether it has or hasn't you can reach out to us because we are creating a support group and we are creating like a membership support group an online one and we are creating a workshop where we are going to be doing just what you said, talking about tapping in and just having using a process that we have created to tap in, go inward, understand, deconstruct, and then to be able to get support from one another in our in our groups. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I'm super excited about it. Yeah, me too. And the right people who resonate with it, it's not we're not worried about that. Just because yeah. it's always, you know, it's an alignment. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So thank you everybody for listening and we hope that you have a great day. Thanks. Bye. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Masks Off. If you enjoyed this episode, please hit subscribe and share with friends and family. Check out the show notes for how to contact us. Remove your masks. Live your life. See you next time on Masks Off.